Begin in five. Four. Three. Two. One. Thursday Night CrossFit Talk with Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We're about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. We're about to change the game. We out here taking names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the skies. Hey, Corey, they call me Doc. Give them more that we got. Kick them the door. Try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I give it what is going on everybody welcome to thursday night crossfit talk the official crossfit update show of thursday nights what's going on i'm here with jamie she's all festive in her redemption fitness holiday sweater snuggled by the fire while her husband works on a broken washer the last thing we need right now this thing's torn torn apart you got the snapchat but oh my gosh it's a mess yeah i in the last like maybe two years ago we broke down and got a home warranty because like i just can't anymore forever i tried to fix everything just because we were broke and like out of necessity i did what i could using youtube and whatever but we broke down and finally got a home warranty for the like appliances. That's what we should have done. Yeah, that's what Aaron's been doing. YouTube, he's like, oh, I don't know, this thing might be shot. So we will see. Yeah. And our girl Holly's in the chat, always there to help us. Um, maybe she can help interpret this rule book. We're gonna go through the rule book. The nice thing they did this year is everything that's new, they marked as new. So we're, we're just going to go through the highlights and kind of hit the new stuff and tell me where to stop. We'll stop. If we want to discuss more, we will. It's going to be a free-flowing thing because I think with anything, you got to kind of read it, digest it, kind of figure it out. So um, we'll just kind of hit the highlights um, and maybe talk about it more once we kind of get an understanding for it next next week. But um. I I did look like some of the new stuff. I was like, that's not new. That's not new. But we'll talk about that. Um, but can I just say, we have a rule book and still no, and we have the CrossFit Games tickets out and still no date or place for Masters. Or teens. At least they know it's like at Pitt. I mean, they have an idea, right? Like they know they're going to Michigan. Yeah, I just how can you release ticket information like how like how what if it's the week after and like I can't you can't make like the two trips like people need to know to make plans like we have no clue. I agree. I'm, I'm kind of talking about I'm that. Okay. I do want to talk about that because I do think that the timing of the ticket sales is scary to me. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about the whys when we kind of get to that point. But let's go through the yearbook. I'm yearbook. Man, I just That's went cool. back forty years. <laughs> who's who's the captain of the cheerleading team? Um, uh, all right, here we go. Share screen rule book, not yearbook. Here we go. All right, I'm going to try to expand this up a bit. 
ACR, what's going yeah. on? Oh, maybe. How about I just hit this? There we go. All right, so we're going to go through the rule book. There's a table of contents. We're not going to stop there. Uh, the the open they've already announced when it's going to start. Three weeks, just like always. Uh, the drug testing policy. The it's still twenty bucks. That's uh, good. I know something about it. Might go up to twenty-five. Regional selection. That okay. So, regional selection, uncommon situations, petition for exemption. So they spell out um, the thing that's new about this is that, that you've had the ability to petition if you wanted to be in a different region than your citizenship was in. Uh, there were people that took advantage of that last year, um, like Roman and um, and others. But we will we'll kind of go through this. They spell it out more clearly this year. Um, some uncommon situations for selecting an athlete's competition region include military personnel, athletes with dual or multiple citizenships, athletes in the process of applying for new citizenship, adjusted status, athletes holding permanent residency in a different country other than where they hold citizenship. Um, if the athlete resides out in a region outside their country and citizenship and believes they may advance to the in-person semifinal stage, they may petition. Um, these may, must be solved by February 1st. There's a list of what you have to prove. Um, and the athlete must ap apply every year to do this. Okay. Not a mm -hmm. one-time deal. So that that's actually pretty good. I think last year there was some um, behind the curtain work of when people got this and when they didn't. Now it's spelled out what are the cases for that. Uh, so I think that's a good thing. Uh, then we go down to like open registration for teams, blah, blah, blah. It's all the same. I was hoping that the injury to one of the four could mm -hmm. be replaced by the alternate um but they didn't change in quarterfinals at any point well, in time I think it should be changed i thought last year they could in, during quarterfinals they could it wasn't until the like the games basically you can't do it during any portion of the of a competition so at each oh, stage it has to be the four so if you're doing quarterfinals it has to be the four that were declared if you're doing semifinals it has to be the four that were declared. I see. Yeah, and that's... if an injury occurs during any of those weekends, they cannot be substituted. Hmm. Yeah, and there, there's actually a an injury clause that was added this year. Um, there is a different scoring um, protocol when it comes to video submissions for the Open. Uh, last year, there was good, major penalty, minor penalty. Mm -hmm. This year, they've added um, zero score and invalid. So they can deem something a zero score um, if the athlete fails to complete the workout as required, a significant or unacceptable number of reps performed or no reps. They do not complete the required work or they complete the wrong movements. CrossFit reserves the right 
to adjust their score to zero. Invalid means that there was malicious intent to manipulate the workout or gain an unfair advantage. That becomes invalid and your all your scores are removed from the leaderboard. Okay. So if you get a zero score, you get a zero for that workout, but the rest of your workouts are fine. If you get an invalid, all of your scores are removed. So those are two. I mean, if you get a zero, you're not moving on. Correct. But what, what I like about it is if you, you are maliciously trying to alter the workout, all of your scores are removed. So that doesn't mess up the leaderboard for anybody else. Yeah. Good change. Um, keep going through here. A lot Is of there anything just... about um? It's still just there. There's no. It doesn't say anything about like the open panel judging, like we used to be able to do. Nothing. Nope. It's too bad. There is some changes to judging, but that was not one of them. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> open judging requirements for quarterfinal qualifiers. Any athlete who wishes to qualify for quarterfinals is encouraged to use a registered judge. That is a judge who has passed the 2024 online judges course during the open workouts. Encouraged. Yeah. Not a requirement. Encouraged. So why put it in there? I don't know. Because it's not a rule. Right. This is a rule book. Yeah, you're not like taking away someone's score because they didn't, or it would have been really spelled out. Um, quarterfinals registration process. This is new. Um, it just talks about the dates that you uh, that they'll begin um, once the open competition is concluded and the leaderboard is finalized. CrossFit will send out invitations to the quarterfinal event. Any eligible athlete wishing to participate must accept their invitation and register for the quarterfinal before the close of the first score submission. The, I think the big change in this is it's 50 bucks to enter, but if you qualify for both individual and age group, you only have to pay that $50 one time. Yay. Um, and so I think that's really the change to that, that area. Yeah. And see quarterfinals judging and validation, nothing changed. Uh, the event format for quarterfinals. Um, there will be two competition windows in which the athlete will need to perform workouts and submit scores. Um, for teams, the first window is a Wednesday to Saturday, and the second window is Saturday until Monday. Mm-hmm. Same for the uh, individuals and age groups, um, and they give the specific dates and times. But they the first window is um, Wednesday, April 17th to Saturday, April 20th. And the second window is April 20th to April 22nd. The exact number of workouts will that will need to be performed within each window will, re- will be released once the competition begins. Uh, scoring format. The only thing I saw is they're using the your placement as your score. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you finish 100th in that event, you get it out a hundred for your score. And then if you finish sixth, 
you get six points for that. So your total is 106. Low score wins. That's how it's always been. I thought so too. It is. But they spell that out. Okay. Um, but they do they do add the invalid and the zero score in okay. this as well. So maybe that's the change. <laughs> uh the video review says new. Um individual the following number of top athletes and teams overall in each region are required to submit a video of all workouts at the time they submit their score. 60 the top 60 women, the top 60 men and top 40 teams. Um how, age groups, how? it's the top 250 women, girls, 250 men and boys. And, and I mean you're not even going to know that you're for sure, top 60. Just telling you what they're saying. I know. I just don't like it. They should just say, as usual, like, I just, with this is why it should be a public leaderboard. And it should say in here, if you think you're going to be in the top 200 or have a good score, upload your video. And it should be up there and it should be public. It shouldn't be. Um, okay, we want workout two. Please get it up, which it says later in here. You have to, you have twenty four hours to to send us the video. That's that's not or, okay. Or like, you get score. Or you get what? A zero. A yeah, zero score. Exactly. I just think do them. Put a video in with them. Like you, all, everyone needs should have to do the process. Everyone should be. It's it's unfair for some people to like maybe take the risk, and it and it sounds like some people got through last year without having any videos. Um, like just so you shouldn't be able to submit a score without a video. And then if the video isn't of you or of the workout, it then you're invalid. Athletes and teams ranked outside those numbers above may also be requested to submit videos if they qualify to compete at semis. Failure to provide a video will result in a zero. So they give you the numbers that need to and then say, but you may also, if you're outside that number and still qualify, be requested to have your videos. I don't know why, like, like you said, if you're taking 60, why not say 80 people have to submit their videos? Just, yeah, I mean, right off the top, literally, if you think you're, if you think you have any shot, you should put your bit you should be submitting a video you should be subject to taping off measuring videoing announcing you should have to you know go through the same rigmarole that everyone has to and submit it that way um leaderboard finalization they actually give the dates that the leaderboard should be finalized they did this last year did not meet those deadlines no so so <laughs> take this with the grain of salt that it's written on um but it does say the team by april 15th individuals by april 29th age group by may 1st um the next new thing is uh semifinals um there will be seven semifinal competitions blah 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 uh the programming the score management and the invitations for these events will be determined by CrossFit. The top athletes and teams will advance. Each region will host. 
They kind of give us some vague dates. Okay. Uh, the invitation process, uh, you'll be given an invite. You'll have so much time to uh, accept. Each semifinal will host up to 40 and men and 40 women and 30 teams. There is some proof that has to be this proof of citizenship. You must have proof of citizenship uh, and give that to uh, CrossFit in order to go to semis. And I think that's really it. Uh, here's more on the invitation process. It gives the, the specific dates of when they must um, accept and the, the fee to move on to semis uh, for, is it? At 300 bucks. Is that what age group had to do last year too? No. Um, age group semis is just another 50. Okay. Uh, there also is team invitations and roster declaration. Um, you must, so you, where was that at? I read something on this. Um, they have to pay 600 and... Before the, before the semifinal competition, any two men and two women from the team's roster of six uh, can compete. Once you're on site, no athletes will be involved in any way other than those four. And then there's a, a thing like from, the, from semis to the games, you can switch. That's very interesting. Yeah. I, and I know I read that somewhere. Hopefully, we'll come across it soon. Uh, scoring. Uh, I think they just added in the zero score and stuff to this. Uh, appeals. They kind of spell out what you can and cannot appeal. Who can do the appealing? It's the athlete or the cap team captain only, um, which has always been the case. Um, but here are some that you can't appeal and some things that you cannot. Um, they talk about it some more. Uh, no media of any kind is permitted during the appeal process. That seems a bit far-fetched. <laughs> uh, how are you going to win an appeal if you can't use media? Uh, here's like the injury policy that I talked about a little bit earlier. If this is, a, I think, a significant change that might get glanced over is that if you are injured on the floor, you have to be cleared by a, a CrossFit medical staff and the head judge to return to competition. So it's not up to the athlete. It's going to be up to the head judge and the medical staff from CrossFit whether you can return to competition. Interesting. Is it? Is there anything in here about minimum work requirement at semis or really any kind of I, I did not see anything about that. Usually that would be in the workout description. Yeah. Um, and then it talks about the advancement of the five men and women from North America, East and West and Europe and three in Oceania, two in Asia and South America and the top one person in Africa but they are open to more if uh, once they, those 12, 
Um, Andrew Sten says, I don't think they ever allow outside media for an appeal. I'm telling you, I've witnessed athletes with a phone showing now whether they can consider that or not. It, I have seen it. I feel personally. like that's what they look out. Do you think they're meaning like no media can like video the appeals process so that people like people aren't understanding how it's, I don't know what they're trying to get at there. But yes, I think, I, use, I think you can't use outside media as a video showing that you did or didn't do something. I, it's what they always use, isn't it? I, I, I don't think so. Honestly, um, Andrew says they show it, but I don't think they can accept it. And in, in my life as a judge, you could, you could not use outside media as your evidence. Interesting. And Andrew agrees. Andrew, that yeah, that's the rule. Um, so yeah, teams, uh, North America East top eight, Europe eight, West seven, Oceania three, South America two, Asia and Africa one. I know that's how one of the appeals got dealt with it. Not this year at Legends, but it, well, Legends like, through is some of. Yeah, true. I guess, yeah, it's going to be a totally different rule book. But. Yeah, they talk about cash prizes, but there is no amounts. Don't have a type of sponsor either, so. Um, yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a dates and times for age group semifinals, and they're going to do two windows for that as well, uh, May 8th through May 13th with two two-day windows. Um, judging and validation uh, that you must use a registered judge at semifinals must it's not encouraged here it's a must for each test in addition all tests must be recorded on video that's good um, scoring format again just adding the uh, invalid and zeros to this uh, video review. Top 60 men and women have to submit uh, all their videos. And I'm sure it says down below that it may, uh, more may be needed if, you know. Well, this is requested. where it says athletes have 24 hours to provide any requested video. So to me, that makes it sound like you don't have to submit videos. Until they tell you, oh, it's workout two we want to review. Number of top athletes overall in each H division must submit video of all tests. Top 60 men, top 60 women. At the conclusion of the competition, CrossFit will select that one test to review, blah, blah, blah. And then, and so you have 24 hours to get, to get them all, all videos. Why wouldn't they already have been in there? I don't know. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I just I just don't understand. So up here it's saying you have to on this part. And then down here it's saying you have 24 hours to do it. Yeah, that's what I'm confused about. So you don't actually have to submit a video when you submit your scores. Yes, you do. Because up here it says you have to. Okay. But you have 24 hours for that video to get to them.
I mean, window one closes two days. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Well, you do you do test one and two. Right. You have right. to submit those videos, and they have to be there within 24 hours. Then you do test three, four, and five, and then those have 24 hours to be there. I think is what they mean. Yeah, or, as I understand, it's just a copy and paste error. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just don't like don't allow the submission to go through without a video linked. Period, and it, then it's there. Uh, finalization and advancement. They just talk about how many from each division get to go forward, uh, and that will be determined no later than May twenty eighth. Okay. Then we get to the games and it culminates. Um, and it just adds that Masters and Teen and Adaptive are their own divisions. So we just keep moving on. Games registration for teams. And this is where I think it was. It talks about that you have to pay 600 bucks, but uh, da, 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 da. before the start of the competition, any athletes from the team's competition roster this designated during quarter may register on site. Teams will designate the two men, two women that will compete. As long as the athletes registering on site at the games are part of the team's competition roster. The two men and two women who compete may be different than the two men and women who competed at semis. I mean, I guess, isn't that the, what they were saying they could have done, like they could have used Katrin two day, two years ago. But they were like, nah, we'll go. So I guess it's that's been the case. I don't know if it's ever been clarified like that before, though. Yeah. Um, more registration of age group athletes. Just talks about it. it's $300 to go to the games as an age group athlete. Um, and their backfill process. Uh, all of that. Are they going to do have a backfill process? They do, but uh, in the event the backfill violation, uh, it well for drug policy they don't go any further than three qualifying spots. CrossFit will not backfill spots for athletes who do not officially decline their invitation. So if someone doesn't decline and just doesn't show up, they're not going to backfill. That. That doesn't make sense because if you, well, I guess that's now you have forty semantic. people, so it's going to yeah. be. It's not as. Yeah, it doesn't matter so much. It's not as detrimental when you only had ten. Uh, same, same, same. Games appeals. They just go through the process here again. And talk about who can and can't, what you can appeal, what you can't. Um, more stuff on that. So Andrew says if you don't accept the invite, then they won't take the next person on the list. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Is that what they're right, saying? There is no backfill? There are backfills. But if a person just 
doesn't decline and just doesn't show up, then they're not going to backfill that. That wouldn't happen. You either, that's, this is the problem with this statement. Like you have like two weeks to accept, to pay your money. So at two weeks, they should know we have 28 people who have paid. This is where it comes into play. I'm China Cho. I accept, I pay my money and then I can't come. So that I, I understand that a little bit, but like the officially decline, I don't feel like they're, they're laying that out there very clear in that. Like just, I could just not officially decline. Like I could, you can say accept or decline in your email, but you could right. not, not accept. And that's what Andrew is saying. If you don't accept the invite, they won't backfill is what he's saying. So if I don't click accept and I don't pay, there's an unfilled spot. China paid, so that's a little different scenario. To arriving on site, age group athletes will receive an email containing instructions on how to register. Pay 300 bucks. If an athlete declines their invitation to compete at the games, their spot will be backfilled to the next eligible athlete from semis in their respective age division. Should an athlete violate CrossFit's drug policy prior to arriving at the CrossFit Games, CrossFit may award the position to the next eligible athlete from their respective age division, depending on the timing of the failed test. In the event of a backfill vi or violation of the drug policy, no more than three athletes outside the qualifying position in any division will be eligible for backfill positions. CrossFit will not backfill spots for athletes who do not officially decline their invitation. <coughs> if an athlete, if an age group athlete qualifies in both age group division and as an individual or on a team, they may compete in both finals. Hmm. So if someone doesn't answer the email, they're not backfilling, which seems That's, dumb too. Yeah. So Carolyn jumped on late and said, I'm just joining now. Did you guys talk about the video review process? We glanced over it. Did you see something there that we didn't see, Carolyn? We talked about how many people have to submit all their videos and that CrossFit may request more beyond that number. But that's about all we said about that. And, and then are going to yeah. pick one to review. Correct. And then I guess maybe she's also talking about the, now there's the invalid and the zero score review process. I think she's concerned oh, oh, that only one of the tests are getting reviewed. I feel, I honestly feel like that's nothing new, but. Yeah, I, I yeah, they did spell I that think out. I though. agree with you. <clears throat> okay so we're going past appeal here's the injury where again we talked about that they talk about the attire that you have to wear their official competition apparel um i did notice that like may athletes may only wear the apparel issued to them at registration in the following categories 
Uh, competition jerseys, tops, sports bras, bottoms, swimsuit. Okay. Um, so I don't think that's anything new. Tristan, right. you've missed 32 minutes. You've missed a lot. <laughs> the whole rule book. Um, so, yeah, the, that's that's always been the case. Was the one video review for quarterfinals, individual quarterfinals? Is that where we saw that? Well, if we saw it for sure in semis, and I do believe it's quarters as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the equipment, Carolyn is saying that we're not there yet, are we? No, I don't think you've got. Uh... No, haven't got to uh, uh, that part yet. Then there's this thing about athlete entourage. That's new information regarding an athlete or team's entourage will be provided in the athlete information pack sent via email prior to on-site registration. So they're going to specifically say something about the entourage. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> There's a whole athlete adapt adaptive athlete section now. Here's the equipment. Uh, ta -ta 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 -ta. Subject to CrossFit's prior approval, chalk, weight belts, non-tacky gloves, gymnastics wraps, hand tape, neoprene joint sleeves, and common fitness wear may be allowed during competition. In general, Support gear that improves the safety and or comfort but does not confer advantage is allowed. Should the test call for a pull-up bar, athletes may wrap tape around the pull-up bar, blah, 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 in hand. Uh, or but not both, probably. But they may not tape the bar and wear hand protection. Yeah. yeah. Um, athletes may not use protective gear in a manner that provides additional grip assistance or weight support. E.g. wrapping the grip completely around the pull-up bar during pull-ups. Common support mm -hmm. attire is not allowed, includes, but is not limited to knee or elbow wraps, gymnastics dowel grips, and tacky non-chalk substances used to enhance grips. Gymnastics grips may only be used during movements where the athlete is hanging from a pull-up bar or gymnastics rings. Um, unless otherwise stated, athletes may not receive assistance moving or placing equipment. Athletes may rec who receive outside assistance to manage or place equipment during a workout may pace, face penalty or disqualification. And then if you're leaving the floor, you cannot get water, tape, chalk, gloves, etc., from spectators or coaches. At the, at the games? Yeah, I'm I'm assuming any live competition. Okay. Yeah, I think Carolyn, that's I think they're saying you can't wrap it around, but now they're just yeah. so you can yeah. flip it over, but you can't like completely mm -hmm. which I don't think many people 
actually nobody's do. gonna do that i just i think that that would be so time consuming to do uh but they do spell out like no grips for deadlifts now okay yeah so uh inspection of personal attire at da, da, da. uh live competition specific attire uh, athletes must wear footwear no slippers, socks, or open-toed shoes. Uh, only exception may be made for swim tests or other specific tests. No part of the shoe's underside or sole shall be higher than two inches. Uh, shoes cannot be altered from their original manufactured state. Athletes may only bring one pair of shoes onto the competition floor unless otherwise stated. Belts can only be five inches, and the main body of the belt shall be made of non-stretch materials. <clears throat> they go into knee sleeves. They go into wrist wraps. They so go into hand protection. This year. None of the wide belts. You mean? Is that what you said? The breath, the breath belts. Oh. Yeah, they're the yeah those like wider, stretchy ones. They go into adhesives and lubricants, uh, swimwear. But don't you have to wear the swimsuit they give you? So why would that matter? Mm -hmm. uh, supportive suits, electronic devices, no music players and headphones, devices such as mobile phones, tablets, or other portable media on the competition floor. Watches and heart rate monitors are permitted. And I think that's pretty much the end of the new stuff. Thoughts? I don't, it's all the same to me. I don't think there's really we got any a coach changes. In the chat. We got a games athlete in the chat. We've got a future games athlete on the show. <laughs> Anything that you think they missed other than the dates for the adaptive age group or masters and teens CrossFit games? Yeah. yeah. Um, no. Yeah. The, the small changes on the penalties. I, I and mean, I think that's good. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just, I wish they'd be more clear about the video submission and the, in the review process, but they're never going to be open about that. They're whoever they want to get through is going to get through. So it is what it is. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of the open it up to the public, the people who took yeah. the judges course. Um, because when you do that, you back in the day, you had a special portal that you could go and they would just assign you videos. You didn't get to pick. They would just assign you videos and you would review them. Um, and usually like it was far away from wherever you live. So you weren't impacting like a semifinal in your area. Interesting. Right. And yeah. I, I think that things like that would help mitigate our issues with the Hillers and the bat signals and all of that. If you had people looking at all this stuff ahead of time, 
and CrossFit taking that data and then making decisions because those people aren't making final decisions. They're just giving you data on what they see. Then yeah, you I mean, as CrossFit can make decisions after that. Yeah. If, a, if 10 videos get 60% flagged, go review it. Like right. something's up, make the decision. I don't know if you saw your coach. I did. Uh, unless he's talking about me. Because man, <laughs> I'm I'm really on I'm on the upswing. 65 plus, here we come. Maybe there'll be a 70 by then. You're in for sure. Yeah. All right. So that's the rule book. Uh anything you like that they added? No. <laughs> I mean, I guess a little more clarification on like making it clear if they're going to hold to it, like the grip situation, like don't grip, don't use the grips on the deadlift. Um, things like that. That's probably good additions. What I do like is people that could qualify for both individual and age group. Don't have to double pay. I love that. And it's on the same weekend. You're not going to have to do the same workouts two weekends in a row. You get mm -hmm. to do them all at once. Um, I think that is a great change. Um, but yeah. there's still yeah. so much ambiguity in this rule book. We don't know title sponsor. We don't know the prize purse for the games. We don't know the prize purse for the uh, age group. We don't know that for semis. Like yeah. we don't know yeah. anything at this point. The only thing we know is yep. that if yep. you win an open event, you can win some money. $2,024. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, I think that, that there's still more to come. And yeah, yeah. And I just, And Carolyn says, like I wish the movement standard thing would come with a rule book. I agree. Yeah. There are basic movements that could be described that are universal for the season. Yeah. 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 And so Andrew says, probably don't have a deal done with the main sponsor yet. So hard to put the money, put out the prize money. <coughs> Carolyn echoes and prize money for top in the open, but nothing in semis. So that's concerning, quite honestly. Yeah. If you still don't have, man, I don't know. They've got to have it narrowed <laughs> down. Maybe they're just trying to work out the final numbers from that company but holy smokes yeah i i i know they have some kind of i know they have ideas of what's happening i just don't think they have the pen to the paper to make it official and and this is where i'll give them like some benefit of the doubt that's tough you have a demanding public that's asking for all this stuff but you don't know all the stuff yet. 
because you don't have official signed contracts. And they're, and they're trying their best to make money, right? At this thing. And to, to let the game stand on their own. So you're trying to negotiate the best deal you can to have the best product at the end. But I know, like talking to Joe and Bob, like that finding that location, they may have it, but the deal was not signed when I talked to them. The location for the games? Correct. Okay. They were still negotiating that deal. So if that's happening with the age groups, where what other aspects is that happening with? Yeah. All right. Do we know yet if the individuals got paid from the games yet? They did. That's good. Um, I heard Matt Torres say on the Savon podcast that the athletes just got paid like a couple days before he was on. Oof. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so there is that. All right. So do you want to go on to Don Fall on Coffee Pods and Wads and the notes that I took yep, from what yep. I learned from Don today? <clears throat> I think the funniest thing he said and probably the most accurate was there have been moments where I said, what the F have I gotten into? But he has no regrets. Um, because it is um, it is a different animal than anything he's ever done before. Yeah, yeah. I did see that, Andrew, as well. I have that in my notes, <laughs> that the yeah, chief marketing yeah. officer is no longer there. I did see that. See that. Um, so I'm just going to run through my notes. If you have questions, this is what I've learned. Uh, looking for something new to bring to our into our community when they're hiring people from the outside that they, yes, things have been uh, not taking away any of the past of what CrossFit has done, but they need to hear some fresh ideas and fresh thoughts. Um, they wound down the DEI count council. It no longer exists. They didn't know about the video from Jay DeCoons saying CrossFit was dangerous until the yep. public did. Yep. Uh, they did a poor... Dawn admitted that they did a poor job communicating Jay's hire. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they put out that survey right after that that talked about franchising and that he also took the... Dawn took the blame on the survey that talked about franchising and said that that was, that was a poor way of doing things. And they were trying to do a blind study, but he knew that the community was so small that it would come out before the end of the, the survey and that they would admit that it was them once it came out. Um, that Jay DeCoons has made it 30 days in a very hostile environment 
says a lot about him. That was said by Peter. Um, and that it shows how, how tough the guy is, that he's been able to withstand the storm and shows a lot about who that person is. Then I have that Josh had left the company, the chief marketing officer. <coughs> they talk about media. Uh, now there's a lot of voices um, that are out there that, that can be better for the community. But even though there are strong voices in the community, CrossFit has a responsibility to be better communicators. Don did say that. Uh, there should be a level of accountability from our community. He thinks that some people um, take, he liked the fact that he's, they're being held accountable by the media in the space, but he believes that at some points, people take that to a toxic level. Just echoing what he said. Uh, he said, be critical and still come with it. Come at it with good tone um, and some inclusivity. <clears throat> Peter then followed up with, the one communication that is consistent coming out of CrossFit is Dave's Week in Review. And he asked if Don was okay with that. Don said he trusts Dave uh, to give a good message and to be transparent and honest. And so he's good with it, even though he doesn't listen to it every week. <coughs> they talked about Greg's non-compete. Um, and Don said, we have to do what's best for the community and not worry about that non-compete. Well, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if you're doing things right, it shouldn't be an issue. Right. And someone asked a question about does Berkshire, the investment company, make money during this process? He said, no, the way it works is they will not make a cent until they sell CrossFit. Right. But right. they're investing so that, they, that the team they put together can grow the community and grow um, the business so that they can sell it and make a profit. So there's that. Um, he also talked about, they talked up about the 30 million CrossFitters by 2030. And that we're really good at communicating inside our walls of our community um, and getting people fired up about it. But when we go outside the walls, we're not so good communicating the message. And um, we need to do better with the people not following us on social already. Like we've got to find a way to reach those people. And he said, part of it is preaching to the, the base that we already have because a passionate base will spread the word of mouth out to um, those people who aren't there in our walls, but they also need to take some other approaches to get out there themselves. Um, they need to do better with SEO, which is search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. um, and he said that they need to win more during 
when people are searching for broad fitness, yeah. Yeah. Um, which makes complete sense to me. As someone who has just dived into search engine optimization and trying to figure that out in what we do, it is a very complicated process. Um, and so I, I do get what they're trying to do, but it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's something that has to build over time so that you start climbing up those search engine um, vehicles. I, I still don't, <laughs> I, I'll be very curious to see the route they take with media coverage of masters and teens. Cause I feel like that is the audience that is going to grow and bring more people in. Like that's the kind of, like when you see a 60 year old doing a pull up, it's it, like, it makes you think, is that something I like can aspire to? Or if you're 50, like, can, you know, like something you can get into rather than seeing Tia do a beltless 400 pound deadlift. Like that's completely different. Although, I mean, she's a good one to look at because she just had the baby. That's like maybe not the best example, but, but if, I, I but feel if I like at 53, 54 years old, jump up on a pull-up bar and did a pull-up you'd be shocked. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. Like, I, so I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I just, I can't believe they, their social media didn't share legends like in any aspect. Yeah. I think that's a whole nother story that thank you, Aaliyah Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she said everything that I felt, you know, and I, and I, I asked, well, it was Justin Berg at the time in Orlando. Why can't we be better partners and you share some of our content? Yes. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't get a real great answer then. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like it's the putting on the media stuff can be expensive, but if you have somebody at these events and even at legends, they said they couldn't afford, you know, but like, share the heck out of the clips that are out there of the masters doing amazing things like that's going to get into the general public. I think it was a sanctioned event. It, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. So, so then to finish up the Dawn thing, just there's a couple more he talked about the media and that they need to test the content they put out to see what is working. We That's have a slant towards what has been done in the past. I agree. But yeah, but yeah. you have all these third-party people putting out stuff all the time. You you don't need to like test it yourself. Go look at what's working. It just yeah. They need someone like us that are so geeky about the sport that we're on socials all the time and are sharing the cool stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not a complicated thought process here. Um, this was an interesting question that I thought Peter gave. Got to give him huge kudos for this. If the games don't stand on their own two feet, do you press forward? And Don's. 
answer to that was what is the impact on the affiliates and what overall impact does that have? And that he thinks, I think at the end of the day, he believes that the sport of CrossFit does help affiliates. Yes. Yes. I would agree. But I think, and this is my last thing I'll say about this whole thing is, well, one more thing. They did talk about litigation because that's come up a lot. And he said they spend millions of dollars every year on litigation. Now, I think what Peter was asking was about like protecting the brand from these um, licensures and stuff like that coming through um, government agencies. And he was more about people using the CrossFit name illegally. And then sending cease and desists. That's Correct. not what we care about you sending, spending money on. So I don't think we got to the heart of that thing. But the last thing I will say is, I think the thing that Don is most frustrated over is the lack of data that was kept on what, what has been happening in CrossFit for the past 15 years. There's been all this tremendous growth. And at the beginning of that growth, everything was great. You didn't need to track everything because new affiliates were coming in left and right every day, right? You're at the, you're at the beginning of a growth curve. Mm-hmm. Now we're at that point where you're, that growth curve is leveling off, maybe even dipping. And you need to know why. And there's no data to tell you why, because it was never kept. Like that they don't know, they can't tell you how many CrossFitters there are because they don't know how many are in the affiliates. Mm-hmm. They just know there's X number of affiliates. Mm-hmm. And so everything's mm-hmm. a guesses like, well, we guess there's about 120 in each one or 110 or whatever number he threw out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so I think, I think that what's happened is Eric Rosa came in and was like, data, 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 got a data, data, got to collect it here, got to collect it there. And he may have swung the pendulum like way too far to the data side. Now Don just wants some data to make decisions and there just is none. And that I got that as an overarching aspect um, uh, of the conversation that he is frustrated that they they're struggling to make decisions because they don't have enough data to make them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, that's that's a tough one. I. I would think through the the raising the affiliate news in a way like makes me question whether I don't feel like you're gonna get new affiliates or or some affiliates stay on in some of the smaller, more rural communities because that's just not like, that's not their environment. And you're and then you're like stripping away the opportunity for growth in those areas. And I don't, I, I don't know the solution to that. Cause you can't have this like sliding scale. You can't ask number of members. You can't, you can't figure out rent 
it would be a disaster and it would promote lying. But I don't know that raising dues, I don't know, maybe it'll work for them. Like, it sounds like requiring, and you know, like they've done enough research that they're probably going to make money out of this and maybe they sell within a year or two and they've gotten all their L2s and a bunch more certs. And even if you lose 20%, you're making more in the long run. Um, but it doesn't nest to me. It doesn't long long term doesn't seem like it's going to actually be the best for the CrossFit community. I just think it's going to help their bottom line for two years and then they get out. So I think, I think do I think affiliate fee should have been raised earlier, where it could have been a more incremental step up, like when eggs go up. And they go up 10 cents and then another 10 cents and then another 10 cents. You don't really notice it on the first 10 cents, right? And then, then you look around and you're like, holy shit, I'm paying $4 a dozen for eggs. But you still pay it because you're a CrossFitter and you got to eat eggs in the morning. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I agree with that. Like those are, again, that's going to be like some of the people that are going to go get chickens and start to like have their own homestead farm because they figured out a way to make it work. And I feel like that's what they're going to do. Push people away and just to end up having, there are some communities like my gym's probably never going to grow over like 80 people. And I would probably never be able to support a higher affiliate dues. And that's just my community. I know there's other people that are in that situation and then you're going to have the gyms that are serve 200 plus members and can afford whatever dues or whatever fees you make it. I don't think you, I don't think the best thing for CrossFit is to limit those. I, I, I know this has been talked about a lot. Like people say like the passion project and the mom and pop gyms don't really have yeah, right, at least You want chickens. Like, doesn't that make more sense for you to adapt and figure out a way to do it yourself? Does CrossFit want that, to figure out how to do it on my own and keep my 20, 30 members and just – I mean, we might still be doing CrossFit, but it doesn't help CrossFit. I don't – it doesn't help them monetarily, but if you're doing it right – Still probably helping them. I guess. I think that's what's going to happen in a lot of small communities. I just, I think it's, it's naive to think that you could never raise a fee. It's one of the cheapest things to run a business. And I know that, that gym owners are not rich and that they're working long hours and that they do ridiculous things for their clients and but at the end of the day CrossFit is a business yeah but the, to your point the reason like things were so booming is because of commercial real estate like that's why CrossFit grew and I mean if he's not looking at it if as the business they're not looking at it in that aspect I don't know. Like, I, I feel like you have to realize what's happening in the communities. Like rents are going up and you all, then you want to also raise, like everything's going up. And I get like, you think the dues should too, but 
we can only like pass that on to all of this onto our members for so long before we don't have hundreds of members. So can I, can I ask it this way to you? All these things that are going up in price, are they not going up for CrossFit too? No, they got rid of their, do they even have an HQ? If they like, if they've gotten rid of so many, like, okay. but okay. They, they have to secure a facility for the games that probably gets more expensive now than it was. You have to secure X, Y, and Z to run this thing for the games. For affiliates, you have to have platforms, servers. All those are going up in price. So it's not just the gyms that are, that are seeing the increase in costs. CrossFit is seeing it as well. And they haven't raised the affiliate fees in 20, 10 years. Oh, I, I think the grandfather, like I've said, like two brain, the first thing they tell you to do is get everyone on the same fee. Like you can't keep these grandfather people in. So if that's how we push the businesses, I think that should have been their first step because most of those affiliates are like Diablo who can afford a $4,500 fee. They don't need to be at $500. And what about all these like red shirts that have gyms that don't even pay a fee. Is that still the case? Uh, I have no idea if they're getting grant, if they're even going to be part of this 4,500 or, or if they're still going to be a zero, who knows? But like, why didn't we just start with getting everyone up to, why don't we start? Like, why don't we go in increments? The 500s come up to 2000 and then next year they go to 3000 and then we talk about going to 3250. And require the L2 because that's going to be that alone was going to be a huge influx of cash just off certs. Like you didn't, I, there was so many ways to go about this. It makes me think they're going for one big lump influx of cash to sell and be out. There were X employees that had gyms with no affiliate fees. That's awesome. So that's, that's part of the mess that I think exists that nobody sees. Right. I think they're a private company. We don't know what's happening behind those walls. And I'm betting it is way uglier than we as a community think. And things had to be done to right the ship. I think the reason that ticket sales are happening in January is because they need an influx of cash now. So yeah, that's all this is, is like huge influx of cash. Get those affiliate dues start rolling in, get the L2 certs rolling in, get some ticket sales. That's not good. And if all of this stuff saves CrossFit, then I am all for it. Because everybody like romanticizes what it was like in CrossFit before the sale. Mm -hmm. But I've said this before, 2018, when the media team was let go, everybody was crying in their milk because mm -hmm. Greg let the media team go. Yeah. Yeah. He hired a CEO that was a little bit wacky. 
you know, and that guy got fired eventually. <laughs> it so it wasn't all like it wasn't all peaches and cream before all this happened. And if all that was happening then, and then COVID breakout, Greg sells the company, all this stuff happens, and now we have people to blame. But I think it was a mess going into that because <laughs> it, it's just like any business that grows from a small business that does really well, and then they try to expand, and they fail immediately because they didn't have the infrastructure in place to be able to handle the, all the new customers, right? CrossFit grew, boom, big, right? And then, and then it had to like find its way because you can't run like a small business anymore. Right, right. And so I think like giving employees zero affiliate fees who become ex-employees with zero affiliate fees leaves you with a mess that you yes, have to clean yeah. up. And I know on the Dawn Fall sub subject, I am on Pro Dawn. You are on. I don't understand what he's saying. I just, just he talks a big game, and I <laughs> haven't seen it. Like you say, you want to get this out to thirty million people, and you say you're trying to do the SEO, and but like again, if you were, you would be sharing more content. That's my first, like, I haven't seen hit them follow through on anything they say they're going to do. How many holds are in the dam, though? Like, I'm just throwing out al analogies. I'm trying to get to 100 different analogies by the end of this show. And you got, you got to put your finger in the ones that are the worst. And as much as I want them to share my content and think it's easy and think they should do it, I don't know what they're what fire they're putting out today. There's another one. What do you think? What do you think is the worst? What do you think is the main? I think problem to tackle. I think that their accounting system in the back end had to be atrocious. You have gyms paying seven different fees, depending on when they joined some with none you have no data to know how many people are out there doing this and that i think that they had to clean up the financials and the tracking of the financials probably first and foremost i, I mean i feel like if that is the biggest issue was money and I, I personally feel like the way to do that would have been incremental and start with the zeros and start with the 500s and work your way up and clean things up. Getting all choked up. <laughs> um, I think that, I think it would have been too slow. Why? Just rip the bandaid off. You think they're like in the deep red? Because I don't. I, I think, like. I don't think they I are. Think it probably took a year for him to know if they were black or red. I I doubt it. There's no way a company got sold 
without decent enough books to see that they were in the red because you wouldn't have if they were in the if they were literally losing money every year every year what you wouldn't have paid for you wouldn't even have paid for it like it wouldn't even make sense so it's a money-making business and they're just trying to quadruple their numbers and that's what they're looking at right now they could have easily done this in an incremental fashion i don't agree Okay. I don't. I think that they probably had some books. I don't think those books were accurate. And now they're probably in scramble mode and they're trying to get everything right, right, righted so they know what they have to work with and can make the right decisions. And none of this was on our agenda for tonight, just so you know. I know this was not. <laughs> I think I still think litigation is going to be the biggest, one of the biggest things they need to tackle. And I like I'm worried with some of these bills that are coming out. I I do not disagree with you there. And I'm not sure that's where their priorities lie. I agree, and and it, it's probably what hid a lot because how much money did Greg spend on litigation before they were bought, especially the NSCA case and how much he put into that. And if I'm an investor going, well, we stop that case is over and we stop spending it. Maybe we're, we're okay. And I think that may have hid some behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. take a payoff. That alone should have put them in the payoff. Yeah, that should have put them in the black for a while. Should have. But but you don't know what they did with that either. Like no. you don't know if that came back to the to CrossFit or not. The way Don talked about it on Coffee Pods and Mods, and I want to make sure I give him credit for that, is that you know he said that they bought the company and gave them a little bit of money to to function. Yeah. He said little bit. Yeah. So the investment company doesn't seem to be putting a lot of, they bought the company and that was their investment. Mm -hmm. Well, buying the company went to Greg. So that it, and, and a lot of times an investment company will come in and they'll give operating cash as part of the investment, but it sounded like that wasn't a lot. Right. Yeah, I got that. And yeah, that was, that. that was in the hands of Eric Rosa. Yeah. So, huh. Well, we went way off the reservation tonight. Our show was supposed to be completely different. Then a rule book came out. Dawn Fall was on Coffee Pods and Wads. And then Jamie had a bent on affiliate fees. So, oops. So here we are. But anyway, it was a different show, probably, than maybe what's going on on other channels. Probably. <laughs> so let's wrap this up. I'm, I'm good. Okay. We talked about tickets coming out. 
Um, if you're interested and what is it? You have more than like 12 people sign up for the open and you're an affiliate. You can get affiliate tickets. Uh, Reliant Club and RV Camping presale are at January 16th. Then Thursday, January 18th, Reliant Club and RV Camping sales are on sale to general public. Then Tuesday, January 23rd, Dickey's Arena ticket presale reserved for Madison Club members. Uh, and then Thursday, January 25th, Dickey's Arena ticket presale for CrossFit affiliates. And Monday, January 29th, tickets on sale to the general public. If a CrossFit affiliate has at least 12 members registered for the 20th, had at least 23 members registered for the 23 open, you're eligible for presale. So there is that. So if you're interested in those, those are coming up shortly. Very um, Jeez, old Pete. I really wanted to talk about Spin's idea of eliminating online qualifiers. Um, oh, but I, I was don't, curious about this. Uh, but maybe we'll save that for next week. Okay. But this is our okay. last show before Christmas. So I want to make sure I wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Um, this this coming week, and I'll be back next Thursday. You in town? Yeah, I'm good for thir Thursday night. Yep. So and we got to plan what uh, we're doing are you gonna, for New Year's Day. And uh, you got you going to figure out how to send us off the rails again? No, I'll keep it under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> and if you uh, don't, please check out our champion series. Uh, we are interviewing every champion at legends in the RX division. Um, we've already interviewed Sh Shanna, um, Shannon Bunce and, uh, Amy. Chapaton. <laughs> yes. Amy Chapaton. Chapaton. No, no, I can't, I can't not do the French name. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Uh, there, what fun stories. Um, Amy, what a delight to have on Shanna. She was awesome too. accidentally walks into a CrossFit gym and becomes a CrossFit games champion. Unbelievable. And then tomorrow we have Mackenzie, Megan, no, Markey. Megan, Megan Markey, Megan Markey tomorrow, who won the 35 to 39 year old division. Mm-hmm. So technically, we've had 35 to 39, 40 to 44, which is Jamie, and then 45 to 49, and we've had 55 to 59 on the women's side. Next week, we switch to men, and we have a couple of the men on next week, um, and I just got another person agreeing to come on. So uh, hopefully, we'll have the full, full, full thing. Was she drunk? Was who drunk? Was who drunk? Me? Oh, are you asking if I was drunk tonight? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she's I actually, what she did. I, I told Jamie when I first got on that I was in grumpy mood. I almost I almost grabbed a glass of bourbon to come down and drink while I, we were doing this because I was just in in a bad mood. Oh, oh, oh she was Shanna? Was Shanna drunk? <laughs> That's awesome. 
No, she was not. So a, a co-worker, it would, the CrossFit gym was three blocks from her place of work, and she's a pediatrician. Um, a coworker told her about the gym. She tried it out, fell in love immediately, saw all these strong women. She wanted to be that and uh, just went after it. She tells the whole story. It's freaking awesome. The coolest part is, and I'm probably going to clip it, is she talks about how actually being a pediatrician made her a better CrossFitter. Because I thought, I, like I asked her, did becoming a CrossFitter make you a better doctor? And she said, in her belief system of being a doctor, it made her a better CrossFitter. So I think I'm going to clip that as well, probably put it out this weekend, because um, it's really cool what she talked about there. But And then Amy, the nomad, lived in a van, <laughs> apparently ate out of dumpsters. She let that slip out. Oh, my um, gosh. And ended up in, in Canada, in Vancouver Island, and... Uh, all of a sudden became an uh, went from rock climber to awesome CrossFit athlete. Mm -hmm. Very quickly. Yeah. And she agreed to be followed for next season as awesome. one of our athletes. So now we have Hannah Black. We have Jamie Latimer. We have uh, Amy Chapaton. Yeah. And maybe, probably... Matilde Garness. Oh, yeah. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. So, with that, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. We will see you after the holidays and before my birthday. Bye, guys. Bye. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.